Hi there and welcome to Spooky Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and, one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. And this month, we're criticizing and defending the Halloween choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the oldest, Holland Baker. (laughs) Thanks for specifying there, (laughs) sis. I'm Allegra. Younger than her, clearly. And I'm Gray. And Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> sure Iconic <does>. line <laughs> from the song that was stuck in my head as soon as this movie was pulled from the hat. <laughs> and if that wasn't if it wasn't evident enough, today we're talking about Ghostbusters. This is our third and final entry into the Spooky Sibs month, and will be defended by me. Um. Each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points wins, while the loser will be forced to do some kind of punishment. And yeah, I already said, this week we're doing Ghostbusters. Clearly you don't have enough reps hosting. I know, I'm like, I totally, I'm like, I just want to say all my scripted lines, and now I don't want to look at the doc anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, but peek behind Um, the curtain. (laughs) So, let me give, let me give a brief summary for those of you who are unaware of what this movie is about. (laughs) So, Peter Vinkman, Ray Stantz, and Egon Spengler... Egan, I don't remember Egan. already, work at Columbia University, where they delve into the paranormal and fiddle with many unethical experiments on their students. As they are kicked out of the university, they really understand the paranormal and go into business for themselves. Under the new snazzy business name of Ghostbusters, and living in the old firehouse building they work out of, they are called to rid New York City of paranormal phenomenon at everyone's whim, for a price. They make national press as the media reports the Ghostbusters are the cause of it all. Thrown in jail by the EPA, the mayor takes a chance and calls on them to help the city. Unbeknownst to all, a long-dead Gozer worshipper erected a downtown apartment building, which is the cause of all the paranormal activity. They find out the building could resurrect the ancient Hittite... Hittite. Hittite. How do you say this word? Hittite. (laughs) Hittite god, Gozer, and bring an end to all of humanity. Who are you going to call to stop this terrible world? Ghostbusters! Sorry. Terrible world? (laughs) Ending menace. Who are you going to call to stop this terrible world? Pause. (laughs) Ending menace. Thank you, Chad Grill, which has to be a made-up name. (laughs) That's an amazing name. This is Chad Grill coming to you with Ghostbusters facts. (laughs) Did you know the theme song was plagiarized? (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) It's true. They had wanted Huey Lewis Lewis in the the news news. song, and they were like, no, pay us more. And they were like, no. And so they got this guy to basically do a complete ripoff, and then they got sued. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. That's mostly the facts. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie came out in 1984. None of us were alive. None of us saw it in theaters. I'm sure our parents had thoughts. I'm sure they Paul will when I ask them. About. Ask them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
Wow, I'm texting them. You have one job. <laughs> you know what? She has more than one job. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the joke. Is she does? She's literally Holland's literally the reason this podcast is. Fun. She's <laughs> the oldest. I just write the script that we've been using for two years. <laughs> she's the oldest sibling and a Capricorn. The fact that Gray and I know how to do anything is a miracle. <laughs> um, we also were supposed to record this like four days ago and then when we did it i completely forgot about anything ghostbusters related until this morning so yeah why did we forget to record again <laughs> we don't need to talk about it <laughs> some people weren't prepared <laughs> some people fucking forgot to watch ghostbusters because we had just recorded an episode two days ago um anyway Anyways, so if I they just, have any thoughts, just, it will go I just texted here. them, and if they send any voice notes, I will place them here. Ah, ha, 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 ha. But they might just text me and be like, I liked it. <laughs> I feel like we watched this on Mom's teeny tiny TV with the built-in VHS player in the car once. Did we? I feel like this, I can't remember if I, this was a Mom or Dad movie. I know we, I'm pretty sure we owned it. Yes. We definitely did. But I also don't remember which house it was at. Or maybe it was at both, or... We might have taken it to both. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. This feels like a dad's I movie, but I don't know. don't remember watching this movie all that much. Oh, really? I'll say that. Oh, God. I well, feel like there was a well for me. <laughs> I feel like there was a time we watched it all the time, and then we stopped. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... We didn't watch it very often. It was an 80s movie. You know and how I feel, I feel like, about these things. Yeah, and I feel like it was like, watching it now, <laughs> I'm like, this was not long. No. I think this was like a good 90 minutes, maybe one for, like, maybe 100 minutes. I, I really, don't know how long it was. But I feel like when I was little, I thought it was really long. Yeah. But I don't know why, because I don't think it was actually that long. Because it was for boring adults talking a lot. Yeah, it a lot, there, Yeah. <laughs> Also, it could be that there was a very loose plot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did not know the plot of this movie until I watched this movie with a more fully formed Same. Brain. Same. Did, yeah. I was like, what do you mean Gozer Worshipper built Park Wefts? Yeah, plus? and I think all of that stuff was going over my head as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the only thing I remembered was, like, the gatekeeper and the Zool! key master stuff. Yeah. But... Wait, you mean you mean Art Deco architecture doesn't really pique your <laughs> nine-year-old's interest? I had to, like, really stop and think about, like, wow, the, like, 20s were only 50 years ago to the 80s. Because it feels so much farther you away. 60? Huh? The 60 years separate <laughs> the 20s and the 80s. You're right. <laughs> I don't know why my brain thought 50. Because, like, to me, cause the, the 80s are 50 years ago now, like 1980. That's 40 years ago now. God, I'm really bad at math. <laughs> what year do I think it is, is the real question. <laughs> don't put this in. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it wasn't it wasn't Keep that. It all in. <laughs> my but point it, the, th the point is that there were probably people who were alive in the 20s who were alive when this movie came That's out. what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Is that the 20s were so much closer to the 80s than the 20s are to me now. Like, the, it's like years ago. the 20s are to the 80s what the 60s are to us. Yes. Ish. Yes. And so... Beginning to be. And there's so much more media about 
in like about the 60s than there is about the 20s that's like survived so the 20s just feel so old yeah. and the arc deco of this movie is like this is batman this is this is tim burton's batman kind of art deco not like real oh, art deco okay i don't understand the reference because i haven't seen tim burton's batman i saw the one with danny <laughs> devito and not the one with michelle pfeiffer <laughs> priorities anyway are these your pre-watch notes uh no i can get into my pre-watch notes though um bill murray dan Aykroyd, ernie hudson and harold ramis are busting ghosts all over sigourney weaver and rick moranis get possessed by demons michelin man terrorizes city michelin not man. quite <laughs> the song is already stuck in my head Good for you remembering everybody's names. <laughs> even even Egan, yeah. R.I.P. Carol Ramis. Ramis? Yeah, Gray, do you want to go next or shall I? Um, I can go next. Said, man, I've seen this movie an embarrassingly low amount of times. <laughs> I think I saw it once when I was young. And then like parts of it when I was maybe 13-ish. I remember the ghost in the fridge, the Stay Puff Man... And one of them getting blown by a ghost. <laughs> That's it. Um, okay. Um, I was maybe not completely sober when I wrote these <laughs> notes. I didn't voice chat them, but I... Mm. <laughs> maybe typing is even more incoherent. I hate typing, <laughs> so I don't like to do it when okay. I'm um, not sober. So, I was way too young when I saw this. Two 80s. Too gross. Too sexual. Too Bill Murray. I didn't understand except boobs and ghosts. Ghost blowjob made me deeply uncomfortable. I didn't know what a blowjob was, but I knew I was upset. God, you guys both remember the blowjob, and I completely did not. I did not like it. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I hate Dan Aykroyd forever because of this movie and because of that scene. Um, okay, really am well I? Oh, wait, are you done? I'm not I'm done. Sorry. Gets better as I get older. Still very 80s. Grimer, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, Alien, which I meant by Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I Shrunk the Kids, which is Rick Moranis. Yeah. That's it. Okay, great. So I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure I've never liked Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he sucks. I don't find him funny. Nothing he's ever done has made me laugh, other than Blues Brothers, but that was probably mainly Belushi. Agreed. Um, I didn't mind him in the. I you know and, what? Upon this rewatch, I liked him better than Bill Murray. Uh, we're gonna have to talk <laughs> about Bill fucking Murray in this yeah. fucking. Movie. Also, this movie, uh, getting this movie, the timing with things happening in the news is also not boding well for I, my hold up score. I've known about. I mean, Bill I, we've, I've known about Bill Murray too, but wait, what? What? recent news like like how whatever movie he they he's been working on recently has had to like suspend like working yeah, because, because of, he's, he's been like inappropriate towards a female yeah, co-star which is not the first yeah time. I'm, I'm sure it's not the first time which is evident in, because because i think gina davis also had a memoir recently where she talked about how he was like sexually harassing her on some movie in like the 80s or 90s. I can't remember. It has been so I just know, I think this has been a constant thing, but now it's finally kind of breaking the surface of being, of staying in the news, I guess. 
I think it's because people yeah, finally uh, no longer... I've stopped wearing my Bill Murray shirt in public. <laughs> I think people are finally sick of his, and I'm using big old scare quotes here, charm. Yeah. It no, lo- no longer feels like charismatic and cool, which it may have done much better in the 80s. I think, yeah, his, his humor, again, in quotes, <laughs> um, I think was very of the time. It was very, like... That male dominated, like eh, I'm just joking, like I'm, I'm so a, cool, I'm yeah. unflappable, and I'm hilarious. Okay, mom just texted. I will say though, he did towards the like the latter half of the movie. I found him funnier than the Agreed. first half Agreed. of the movie. Because okay, so I did read that virtually every line of his was ad libbed. Um, that tracks. Which is a common theme with Bill Murray movies, anyways. Yeah. But um, I guess we'll just get in. Oh, no, no. Scores. Well, hang on, I'll hang wait. On. I'll wait to say the quote that, like, really made me laugh. Mom just texted me. Um, so let me – I'll do that right now once we're – because we're still kind of in pre-watch. Um, Ghostbusters premiered right before my high school graduation, and we were all obsessed. The theme song dominated the radio stations all summer, so it reminds me of your dad. We met about a week after the movie came out, and it's possible we saw it together in Easton. I'm sure we must have rented this when you were kids, but it was an oldie when you were young. Was it one of the Easter basket videos from Dimples? Maybe. <laughs> so maybe it was a mom's house movie. Watching 80s movies has opened up a whole weird new door related to our parents' Into relationships that I was like not <laughs> expecting, expecting to happen. <laughs> quite frankly, wanting. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because, like, our parents were... Speaking of 80s movies that we watched uh, in the car on that little TV, you guys remember Private Benjamin? Oh, yeah. And how young we were with Another that movie? Another movie with the blowjob scene I didn't understand. <laughs> that movie was so inappropriate yeah, for us to be watching. All I remember is uh, I'm military... I'm pretty sure I've only seen it that one time, but I remember I used it. to watch it fairly often because... Yeah, I would watch like, it. I was Goldie Hawn. It was a funny movie. Listen, the only but... thing I remember about Private Benjamin is boobs, blowjobs, and boot camp. <laughs> and the... Yeah. I remember the blowjob. I think I remember there being boobs. And then I also remember when, like, they put, like, orange powder in their sergeant's shower. Oh, and then yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah turned her orange yeah. or something i remember I her know. having to like clean the bunks with a toothbrush and realizing i never want to be in the military <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's the last straw that's, that was the first time it's the last toothbrush that was the first time uh, my, the first seed of anti-colonialism was planted in my brain <laughs> i think the whole movie was like who would ever sign up for this? <laughs> it's like only men would do this is the lesson of that uh, movie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think mom also always tells a story about how we started watching that in the car on yep. the tiny TV. And she just heard me from the back seat being like, I think this is inappropriate for Allegra and Gray. Like was that... as if it wasn't inappropriate for me. who was probably like, or something. Are you sure it was Private Benjamin and not that other movie with people banging in the morgue? What movie is that? No, because I remember mom immediately slapping her hand back and being like, nope, we're not watching this one. What's the movie with night. people banging in the morgue? Uh, night. Night moves. Night. That's a song. 
Night shift? Fever. It's not night, night fever. fever. It's not night court. <laughs> night court. It's the it's a uh, mom explained the plot to me once where it's basically this guy um s- starts it- a scam with a guy who works in a morgue and they like they rent out the morgue drawers for people to bang or something like that. I don't remember that one at I'm gonna, all. Is Probably because mom was like, it? "We're not watching it." The, okay, we can we can investigate this later. I almost IMDb'd <laughs> Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anyways, let's get into our scores. All right, I'll go first. My nostalgia was five. Okay. Night shift. Night shift. I thought I, I think I said that. Okay, that I feel like that's fair considering you just said I you barely remembered watching this. So <laughs> yeah, it's that's the nostalgia is mainly just culture. because of its place in pop yeah. culture. Oh wait, Dad just texted me the original. <laughs> yes. Did I ever tell you about the time where I got into a conversation with a girl? We were arguing about Ghostbusters because she was like, "Remember the painting, the spooky painting," and I'm like, "I do not remember a spooky painting." And then we looked it up, and she had only ever seen Ghostbusters two. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen Ghostbusters She was like, it's too. really good. You should see it. And I'm like, are you sure? It's <laughs> not what I hear. <laughs> if I have seen it, I don't remember anything about it. Okay, Allegra, what's your nostalgia score? A five. Okay. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I remembered a, a, a lot and I remember, I did not remember a lot. Okay, that's fair. I honestly, if I had to give it a score, my nostalgia would also probably I, be five. I wouldn't say I ever like loved this movie, but I didn't hate it either. Yeah. I don't know. So five felt appropriate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sit through. Seven. I gave it a five. Okay. I feel like my seven's generous if I'm going to be completely honest. But we're going to keep it right there. <laughs> Throw me in that one. Um, okay. My appropriate for oh, children God. is an eight. Okay. Eight. I know it's. Eight. I'm not touching it. I thought. I thought the like the only. It was so minor. Yeah. I thought it was definitely minor. Obviously, there were like. It was mainly Bill Murray. Um, and also, if but you... like I don't know. I didn't think it was like super. And if you think back crazy. to it, a lot of the shit, like when we were kids, went over my head. So, I don't know. I be- remember being scarred by the blowjob scene, <laughs> okay, which is maybe, maybe that's influence over-influencing my score Okay, potentially. well, what's yours? Four. Okay, I think that's too low. <laughs> maybe I could argue you at least up from a I think four. we can, uh, Allegra, I think we can find a copy <laughs> okay. ground in there. All right. Um, <laughs> A middle ground. All right. Hold oh, up. God. I gave it a five. Okay. Generously, I gave it an eight. Okay. <laughs> what? I, okay. All over wait, the place. Wait. Did you see the special effects? <laughs> I like. Holy I, shit! You're giving it. An I thought eight? they were very good for being practical. I like. I, this movie came out after Star Wars. <laughs> I. But I thought I didn't have a Star Wars budget. I thought though. this. I thought the Grimer puppet was like very clean. Neither did Star Wars. I thought it was good for the time. I'm not, I have a hard time judging special effects with modern eyes. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt of like the time period. And a lot of these effects were still the, practical. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The category is fucking does it hold up? Not was it good for its time? I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not 
a type of person who usually critiques the special effects until they're egregious. That's just me. So maybe Gray could argue me down. No. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll, we'll figure. I have a feeling you guys are maybe going to be finding a lot of happy mediums between your scores. Yeah. Although maybe not. Maybe you're, you're going to stick to your guns and it'll still end up being the same yeah. effect for me uh, in an average points situation. Um, okay. Can I follow? I put a five. <laughs> okay. I put a seven. Okay. I Maybe I'll be able to argue you up a little so bit. Because here's the thing. The plot was loose, but it's I still knew what was going on. You know, it yeah. was never like, I was never like, wait, what? Like, I what feel the like, fuck? Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I felt like about I did with the Goonies. Nightmare Before Christmas and the Goonies, which I feel like we both, both of those Can I Follows, well, Goonies was a little looser, but. <laughs> Goonies was a four and Nightmare Before Christmas was a seven. Yeah, I feel like this Averaged is on par out. with Nightmare Before Christmas logic. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll get into it. Okay. All I know, I gave it a high holdup score because I, when I think about holdup, I think about would I recommend this to modern audiences? Less so than like, I don't know. There's a lot of movies with bad special effects because special effects age the quickest. Comedy think, and special effects I age think, really fast. I mean, I don't want to like uh, decrease your score in any way because it's perfect at an eight. But I think my approach to special effects is more of like, is it taking me out watching yeah. it now? Yeah. And sometimes really dated ones do. And I, I get, I, yeah, I guess it can be a little bit more subjective. By the end of the movie, I just found this movie a lot more charming than dated. I mean, yes, it's very dated. It's, yeah. It's very dated. <laughs> but I was like, people don't make movies like this anymore. Like the 90s happened and we were all ruined by irony and sarcasm and so people, like, the reason I think why we remember the 80s being so cheesy is because it was, like, you could just make a really earnest movie. Mm. And it's silly and it's fun, but they use, like, paintings and puppets. And <laughs> it's just silly and fun. And I don't know. And, like, Bill Murray just phones it in half the time. And I'm like, I don't know. There's, like, a billion extras. And I'm like, <laughs> we're making a movie. Yeah. I need 20 extras screaming. There's paper flying everywhere. It's New York City. A puppet's going to eat a hot dog. How do we make a puppet eat a hot dog? So, I don't know. To me, I was just like, wow, movie magic. <laughs> Instead of, like, now where it's just, like, people in Moab suits and green screens, which doesn't look as charming to me. Um, Dad texted me. And he said, another movie that I think I saw with your mom, one of the best movies of that time period. Original, funny, and creative. <laughs> I think those three adjectives are correct yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't think this movie was as funny as maybe the audiences of 1985 <laughs> did. Yeah. But, you know, I did write down a few Four. lines. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Same. I definitely um, wrote down some lines because there was some. That I were definitely really funny. chuckled like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, for every like sexist thing Bill Murray said, I think he balanced it out with a genuinely funny moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's such a goddamn skis in yeah. this movie. It's so hard to watch and even harder to enjoy. But I think the more his character becomes. Um, Filled with fear. <laughs> <laughs> it filled with more belief because from seeing 
ghosty evil thing. Yeah, because he's way too fucking confident, which makes him so punchable and hateable. Yeah. But as he's also like, oh God, my life is in danger. This is real. The more human he becomes. He, yeah, he does have that arc of like starting off as just like very like, I'm Aloof. above this. And I, I feel like part of his like involvement in this supernatural world is like in part for the bit. <laughs> Like, he's a skeptic who's, like, the the guy who fires him in the beginning is like, you treat science like it's some sort of grift. And I'm like, yeah, he sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Dan Aykroyd, whatever, but he believes. But, yeah, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, like, they, I think, were extremely accurate portrayals of these types of, like, scientific supernatural nerds that I think still, like, carry through in that world, like, today yes like this is what these ghost hunter people are like they like have all their gadgets and tools and they have like pseudoscience backing things up it's unclear to me why bill murray needs to be there at all i know (laughs) because the other two are so much more egon was definitely my favorite i loved him which one? Yeah. Egon I, and Egan? the receptionist. Yeah. I oh, wrote yeah, yeah, this yeah. too. I said, Egan is obviously the only dateable one unless you're really into Jesus. <laughs> In which case, uh, the uh, oh, Ernie, Hudson Ernie Hudson becomes a more dateable ghostbuster. That, that, that can't account for taste. <laughs> yeah, agree. Yeah, okay. So first, my, my first note was, oh my God, Zool. Forgot about Zool. Zool! But then my second note is... Sigourney Weaver babe. is so goddamn beautiful. She's such a babe. And they put her in the worst makeup imaginable. <laughs> I think they're trying to look kind of creepy, though. Yeah. Make her look cre- At least at the Well, end. that's when she became Zool. Yeah. Goes no, I'm talking about... Initially? She, when um, she... I Maybe my TV is just not meant to have <laughs> 80s movies on it. Yeah, sometimes your TV works against your viewing experience. <laughs> but she's, like, coming into her apartment. I think it's when the eggs start. Popping oh, yeah, off, yeah, so yeah. she's in that harsh like light, light, and it, light. <laughs> she just has this like bright pink lipstick and like big, huge blush. I think it was your TV because I really didn't notice her makeup I'm like, that much. It's probably like yeah, this harsh because she needed that for the cameras. Yeah, the cameras. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and your TV's overriding that. And I'm like, she looks like a clown. <laughs> um, dude, the, like the whole time I was swooning. Like she's so freaking pretty. Speaking of and the key master. <laughs> Speaking of swooning, I could not get over her apartment. Oh, <laughs> this movie! Oh. Every time we Seriously. were in there, I was I'm like, "Sorry, it's you're so big. It's you do old. what? You're a, a concert fucking musician at <laughs> uh, a penthouse in Park West." She's clearly a trust fund baby. Honestly, she's got like a humongous, at least one bedroom Pent apartment. house. Penthouse overlooking the park in the Upper West Side. She has, her kitchen is in a separate room. <laughs> There's no fucking way. I don't care how good of a cellist you are. Yeah, even, I think she must work for like the Philharmonic or whatever is at Lincoln Center because we have a scene yeah. at Lincoln Center later while she's like getting out of work. Even in the 80s, there's no way she would be making enough money to afford that Fucking gorgeous way. apartment. She has to have family money. Absolutely not. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah I Absolutely. mean, every time we were in her I... apartment, I was like, this is, I'm so envious of this apartment. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Dude, I loved, uh, 
Oh my god, Rick, Rick Moranis' character. Oh my god. Unbelievable. I forgot he was in this movie. I love Rick Moranis. And he was amazing. Like, he was... So, I think Egon's my favorite character. Rick Agreed. Moranis is my second favorite character. Agreed. And I also think that the Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver relationship reminded me a lot of Adam Sandler movies where it is <laughs> so lopsided. Yeah. There's no chemistry. The and then it's no like chemistry. all of a sudden all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we're together now." Yeah. Oh, I find him charming for some reason. Yeah, cuz like the whole like beginning of the movie like after she comes and he like even after the first time he comes to her apartment she's like you're a creep get out of here but then when he like stalks her at her job she's like okay i guess i'll go on a date with you and now she's excited about it yeah now that you're famous from tv yeah yeah i would agree now that that you have a commercial on local access (laughs) i'm into you i thought that commercial was funny (laughs) <laughs> we're ready to believe you i did find it hilarious at how bad at acting they were in the commercial where they're just like hey we're the ghostbusters we're <laughs> yeah. ready to believe you <laughs> okay there's no fucking way that dan Aykroyd's character was able to forgive that third mortgage on his house like there's <laughs> that interest was too high everyone has three mortgages nowadays <laughs> i don't care how good you bust ghosts there's no way you kept up with that interest yeah uh you yeah bust I have no idea. <laughs> oh also so i had like rewinding it a little bit Rewind, the, li- the library opening is iconic in this <gasps> yes. movie. Yes. It is yes. the perfect way to open this movie. The I, This is the first time that I noticed how, like, eerie and beautiful the music was in this scene. I thought it was great. And I was like, I think as the movie was opening, I was like, this is a Halloween movie. Mm. Like, I feel like both of the ones, I mean, we've had spooky movies for this month. But this one felt, I feel like, the most Halloweeny. Another shout out to Tim. So Burton, what you're saying, what you're saying is, Nightmare Before Christmas is not Halloween. This is not <laughs> this, Halloween. I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you. Okay, okay. Um, Maybe it was just like the music of the opening. It's more Halloweeny than go- than Goonies. Than Goonies, that's true. Maybe it's the second Halloweeniest. If only um, we had a way to reflect that in the score. <laughs> huh. Um, but yeah. But, anyway, but like the, the opening was iconic. All of the ghost scenes like stay in your memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ADR on some of these ghosts are hilarious <laughs> now. And, okay, you want to talk about dated effects? It's when all the ghosts are busting out, uh, no pun intended, of the when the EPA fucking shut, I can't believe the enemy of this movie is the EPA. I know. Also, th- like, let's show how dated this movie is. The EPA has actual sway <laughs> on anything. Uh, uh, EPA with authority <laughs> on anything? My God. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there were some good things about the Reagan era. Um, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so the ghosts are like flying and terrorizing New York, and there's this one. It's just a guy in a microphone going. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't sound like a ghost. There's no effects on it or anything. It's just a man's voice. It's just a, like a guy going like, 
That's just a dude. Um, okay, Zool, when she opened up that fridge as a child, oh yeah, that part was scary as the hell. Shit yep. out of me. Yeah. Now Terrifying. I'm like, that's a puppet with a light in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I also did, even though Bill Murray was being kind of a creep when he came over to like check out her apartment, I did think it was hilarious when he was like. Cl- like plinking on the piano t- keys and he's like they hate this <laughs> i yeah. i did not find that funny i was like i want to punch this man in the face <laughs> i wrote down one uh, bill murray line uh the only part of the movie i really like did not find him insufferable is when uh i think also in the kitchen scene where she was like oh I, now i don't even remember if it was in the first half or the second half of the movie but they were just she was like there was a like a, a demon screaming from hell out of my refrigerator, and he just goes, "You generally don't usually see that activity from that kind of appliance." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like, that uh, was at, that was favorite, at the beginning. It was at that the, was the Ghostbusters first... headquarters. Yeah, 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 yeah. My Bill Murray quote that I wrote down was when they were in jail, and they were basically like, "We're fucked. Like yeah. we're so fucked. What the hell?" And like Zed Moore is like. Well, I just work with these guys like this. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in here, blah, blah, blah. And then they get like a saving grace. And like the, the cop goes, and he's like, Hey, the mayor like needs you guys right now. Like we're letting you out. And Bill Murray just looks at all the other dudes in jail and he goes, I got a split. The mayor wants to rap with me about some things <laughs> and just like walks out. I, I thought that was really funny <laughs> just because of like the complete change of tone from them having like, being desperate, like completely at a loss, and then he's just like, "Hey guys, I got a split." <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like that one just like popped out at me. I did appreciate that. Like I did like how Bill Murray is playing this character who is a grifter, and I think that was the most successful during the scenes where he says something so deadpan that we, the audience, knows that he's being a sarcastic asshole, but, like, the people he's talking to, they're like, wait, are you... Do you believe in this or not? Yeah, yeah. Because if you believed in this, it would be earnest. And if not, I feel like you're fucking with me. And you don't quite... Like, you wouldn't quite know. He the line. Yeah, and I'm like, that is... He does a good job at that. And I'm not in the business of giving compliments to Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. I also... Was it... Who got slimed? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. I also like when he was like, I feel so funky. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that Bill Murray didn't go farther in the getting slime scene. Cause I'm like, I feel like he's trying really hard to quote unquote, not scream like a girl. He goes, ah! Ah! I'm like, that's not genuine fear. Yeah. Also, did you notice at the oh. end? I, I don't know if this is a fun fact, but I noticed at the end Everybody is covered in marshmallow shit, except, except Bill for Murray. Bill Murray. He's got a little dollop on his head. I'm like, did Bill Murray throw a fit and refuse to be covered in marshmallow shit? I was like, shit at is the it end? because he has to have a big kiss scene at the end? Yeah. And so they just can't have him covered in goop. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of not general, genuine fear, I did not feel like this movie had real stakes at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> at no moment did it feel like this was like something serious. It Not was just kind of like, like the Zool oh. demon shit. 
No, because it like, dude, Zul Demon happened. She like, you know, hops and pops and blows him towards the edge of the building, and then it's done. Turns into the Marshmallow Man. First try, knock out the Marshmallow Man, and then they're like, "We did it." I feel like this feeling much heavier as a kid. I remember being, yeah. this hit a lot harder. Like we may just be too far removed from. We we live in a, a post Ghostbusters world, and also we live in a post Marvel movie world where I feel like the climax of movies, like every movie has to like one up each other. Like okay, it's my, always something crazy. My convoluted. second note is they do not make movies like this anymore, and we are worse for it. <laughs> so yeah, like the stakes definitely feel lower, but I don't know. I, that also could just be because of like when this movie came out. I don't know. I don't know. Um. I okay. Oh, I also just wanted to. I think that the frazzled keymaster Rick Moranis would be an incredible inside baseball Halloween costume. Free <laughs> idea for anybody. Where he's got like the two shirts on, but one of them is unbuttoned, and he's got his hair like sticking up, and he's just like going crazy. I think that if anyone needs a Halloween costume, I love it. I think it would be great. Um, cause it's also still so specific and also it's extremely New York to just ignore a crazy person banging on the windows outside the restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just got to get that little colander on his head and it'll really get, it'll cinch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like when he is running away from the demon lion thing and he just leaves the apartment. He goes, superintendent's not gonna like this oh yeah when he busts when he's like at the end he's no longer a dog and he is bust out of the um the yeah, sculpture the or whatever and he goes superintendent's gonna be pissed <laughs> that must be what i'm thinking yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Uh, or it was like oh no he was running out and he said the least clearly states no pets in the building or something like that oh my god and he's like he's still just thinking about like the rules and the technicality (laughs) and he's like running for his fucking life i think but also i will say sorry i was uh with the stakes i think also the releasing of all of the ghosts thing also added to the stakes at the end of the movie like that's a scary thing to happen when the epa guy's like we're shutting it down it's like and then he's like i'm writing you up and it's like you're the one who fucking did this you apa dude they told you not to release all the ghosts and then you did and now you're mad at them um <laughs> all right i want to start a new segment called in new york <laughs> concrete city which dreams are made of this is what is your favorite wait new i don't want to interrupt moment. you but i'm gonna interrupt you because i want to talk to holland about this one point okay about the epa Who is really to blame in that situation? Because think about it like this. Imagine if all, if somebody, a company, I don't know, they took all of the crude oil in the world and they made a really shitty, just like tank that holds all of the oil barely and then hung it over the great barrier reef (laughs) and the epa is like you're not supposed to do that and they're like but we did and now you can't touch it or else the whole thing will blow up (laughs) and he's like but you're not supposed to we need to move it 
Well, the solution is that says, the EPA needs to enforce rules it. to move it, not just, well, I'm just going to dump it into the ocean because you weren't supposed to exactly. do that. The, the, the approach that the EPA should then take is, let's figure out a safe way to get this oil out from above the Great Bar- Barrier Reef so we don't cause any damage from your um, lack of safety. Like, I'm not saying the Ghostbusters are in or have no faults. I'm just saying it was incredibly irresponsible of the EPA to just be like, fucking shut it down without even investigating how to do this safely, which is kind of your entire job. I will agree with that. Yeah, your whole (laughs) job is to be investigating what is the most beneficial to the environment. Yeah. (laughs) I used to work in the environmental field, and there's like no fucking way on earth the EPA would have been like, well, I'll just shut it off. Yeah. Because like their whole deal, given the right administration, is to be like, let's prevent terrible fucking climate disasters. Let's like, like yeah. it would take like five years, first of all, for them to like address all <laughs> to this. even get there. Um, but it would be to like, let's figure out a way to safely transport the ghosts. Yeah. yeah. But the, the writers of this movie were like, the CPA guy is a fucking cuck. <laughs> it he was hates, Reagan ex- he, administration. He hates Bill Murray because of how cool he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. So you were about to go into a New York segment. All right. Cut all that out and put it in here. In New York. You say it wrong again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was the most New Yorkiest moment of this movie for you, Holland? For me, I'll go first. It's when Bill Murray is going to go up to have a date with um Sigourney spooky scorty weaver he doesn't know that yet but it was after uh the lion whatever tries to, uh ruins rick moranis's party with all of his clients isn't it a dog isn't it like I a don't hellhound know. my favorite part though is when yeah Bill i think Murray, it's kind of like a hellhound he's like he's got flowers he wants to go up into the apartment he sees the cops he's like <laughs> what's going on and the cop without missing a beat goes someone brought a cougar to the party and it went wild and bill murray is half like that didn't happen and half like New York. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a like, similar vein to when Mick, Nick, Nick, Rick Moranis is banging on the windows at Tavern on the Green, being like, ah! and then like, like silence, and then they're all like going back to normal. I'm like, yeah, that's what would happen. <laughs> Grandma, what was your favorite classic New York moment? Also, all the 80s crowds um, were so cute. <laughs> I forgot this took place in New York. Oh, this is a very New Yorky movie. Yeah. I knew it was like a city, but I I I don't know why. I just like forgot where. Uh the city was I basically the fifth New Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I think the my favorite classic New York scene had to be um and maybe this is New York as displayed by the media classic. Mm-hmm. And it is unrealistic apartments. Yeah. For, <laughs> for a protagonist in the film with yeah. a stupid make-believe job. Not make-believe <laughs> that it, the job doesn't exist. Make-believe that that's like... A job that can support fun you. Fun flashy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a rom-com job. Yeah. Where it's like fucking... Cellist. An architect or a, <laughs> a magazine editor. Yeah. Or, you know, where you're just like, oh yeah, I can afford this like 
4,000 square foot loft. Absolutely yeah. fucking not. I know architects. <laughs> I also know magazine editors. They live in a one yeah. bedroom. Although, although, to be fair, in the 80s and 90s, magazine editors did make a lot more money. Yeah. Like, compared to, like, and how to be much fair, cost. I do know... I do know an architect also, and wasn't Meg's cousin Jack's apartment pretty fucking sweet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I just loved that cop being like, I don't know, it was a cougar or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Holland knows this, um, but I got a library card, and I have been reading exclusively romance novels <laughs> with that library card and uh this is the first time i realized huh this may be warping my brain because <laughs> <laughs> when the receptionist is like new and first introduced on screen and egan just comes out from underneath the desk oh i was, I was like what is he doing well, like he was eating her pussy i think that was the point guys that was the point okay so it's not just me i think it was supposed to be like a misdirection yeah, like yeah. haha we're we're throwing out a jab like you know this is the same director who made animal house listen if if you had told me that that man didn't know what cunnilingus was i would believe <laughs> so i was like maybe they didn't well, no, intend no, no. this that's the thing is i think genuinely that's not what he was doing yes but he wanted to make the audience go Ooh. Oh. I know, and what I'm saying is I, I fully believed I, I, I was living in a universe in which they did not know that that was what they were implying. <laughs> mm, no, I think that was intentional. Yeah. An um, intentional I just misdirect. Want, I just want to say I believe in Egan and the receptionist. Oh, yeah. Love. Oh, Same. I love them <laughs> so much. What, what an amazing couple. Another one. When she's like swooning over him, she's like, "You know, you're a real humanitarian." And he just goes, "I don't think he's human." <laughs> yeah, yeah. To Rick, to uh. Rick Moranis. Yeah. So at the end, I just the only notes I really have left that we haven't really covered is um, the worst line of the movie is at the end after they blew up the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And they look at how the hellhounds. What are we? Some kind of the Ghostbusters squad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where they look and the dogs are all fucked up, and Dan Aykroyd just goes, "I just forgot. I forgot your girlfriend was a hellhound, and we blew her up, and she's dead now. I just forgot." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you! You just forgot. Don't give me that shit." Especially after you're the reason why we had a giant stay puffed marshmallow man walking I among know. the streets just like complete so i had completely forgotten about how that scene happened like <laughs> i forgot it was like yeah keep your minds empty and then dan agro was like uh oh i know that one <laughs> person genuinely amusing that he was like i was trying to think of the most harmless thing that it could be and then it's just like the stay puffed marshmallow man i feel like that's such a specifically of this time kind of joke you know what I mean? I was just like, <laughs> wow, the one person who you would believe could keep their head empty. <laughs> yeah. There was also a joke, and I'm going to butcher it because I don't really remember it, but it was when they, I think they were like, they saw the Stay Puff man, and I think like Bill Murray was like, we can bargain with him. We're like, he's a sailor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's a sailor. He's, he's in, in New, New York. York. We just got to get him laid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> 
like I thought that line was also really funny. I also um, thought it was funny when they were finally like, we're gonna like cross the streams or whatever. And I think it was Dan Aykroyd who was like, aim for the flat top. <laughs> like the Zool lady like has crazy hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this chick is tough. Every time I every time I was thinking of crossing streams, I'm like, dick joke. Yeah. Like, yeah they're yeah. peeing together. Yeah. That's all I could think about. I know um, this movie's climax wink wink is when all four of them touch tips <laughs> seriously um yeah i don't know i don't have too much to say about this movie i was kind of bored throughout most of it no. um what was the point of zedmore zedmore who arnie hudson the black guy yeah he, oh he Sorry, loved jesus he, they needed name. someone to talk about jesus because like everyone thought it was the apocalypse yeah it's like hey uh danny Aykroyd, don't you think it's a little suspicious that there's like a a pre-biblical uh god uh, a rapid increase of people coming back from the dead and like revelations like maybe playing on those myths i think like he was there to add world building yeah um, but so- i might say it could have gone to someone else but i don't know but of the three characters i don't think any of them well were it was like supposed to, so, so i did read it was supposed to go to eddie murphy oh. and then that's why ernie hudson came in so much later is because they had to like refilm a lot and by the time they found someone to replace him they were just like all right well we'll just, we'll just have to like Adam in later. Can you imagine this movie with Eddie Murphy? Though? I think it might have been better. It yeah. was also supposed to be. It was supposed to be, um, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy, and John Belushi, oh. and then John Belushi died. Actually, he literally died when Dan Aykroyd was writing the script. Mm. So he turned to Bill Murray. Although Jim Belushi and then, also did not have an amazing track record with women. Yeah. You say Jim Belushi or John Belushi? The one who died, <laughs> not not the sh- not the one we still unfortunately have. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, most of it turns out that a lot of those uh, well, the men of the eighties of uh... SNL people weren't great guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, people would have thought. It used to be a whole lot worse there for women and, uh, until very recently. You still not amazing. Still not amazing. We've made improvements. Used to be a lot worse. Used to be a lot worse. Used to be a lot worse. No fault divorce changed a lot. Um, oh, oh yeah. I do love that when Wick Moranis uh, busts out of the statue, he just goes, "Who does your taxes?" Yeah, <laughs> he's still networking. <laughs> Who are you? We're the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Who does your taxes? Yeah, <laughs> Rick Moranis was like. Just Perfect. a bright spot just, yeah. in this movie. He was Perfecto. perfection. I yeah, love him. Seeing him in this movie made me so excited for Little Giants. Oh, oh that's a, that could be one of our next choices. Guys, can we do Rick Movember? <laughs> just do a Honey I Shrunk the yeah, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Rick Marchanis. Spaceballs. <laughs> um, Rick Marchanis. Rick Marchianis, yeah. <laughs> Rick Marchianis. I love um, him. Great. Um, Adorable. That's all my notes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so that's, most, that's bas- basically my notes. Lacking. Does it hold up? Um, Gray, what did you have for does it hold up again? A five? What? I think a five. Children. 
Let's, uh, I want to hear children. your about children. Children. So. Why do we need them? <laughs> Why do we? What are they good for? Um, Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think the, like, hijinks outweighs anything inappropriate. And all the inappropriate things. I mean, yes, the ghost blowjob, not great. <laughs> That's the a sexes, deleted scene. The sex is, is it really? Yeah, there was a whole other side plot where, like, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson, like, go bust a haunted house and they get, like, bamboozled and the ghost sucks them off. They had to cut all of it. Okay, well, good. So that helps with, at least the, you didn't have to see the full extent of what they were doing. It sounded like a really stupid B-plot, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's perfect. The Bill Murray sexism um, and the ghost blowjob are really the only things that I can think of that are, like, a true detriment of true things that I'm like I don't want my kid to see that otherwise I don't think it's I think it's goofy enough that it's not like super scary all of the ghost hijinks are very kid friendly sure the Zool plot is probably confusing for children but I would I feel like this should have at least just like a six or a seven inappropriate for children because I really don't like I like because I would I would show this to kids if they were old enough. Like, maybe not as small children. Not as young as I would was. Yeah, maybe not small but children. Maybe, yeah. But, like, I don't think it's, like, completely inappropriate. It's not, like, love actually. You yeah, know? it's true. <laughs> I don't know why I put an eight, but I'm keeping it. I'm fine with that. What about, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Hold Up. Hold Up is, yeah, again, it's extremely dated, with like the again the Bill Murray sexism politics around whatever that relationship was with him and Sigourney Weaver, yes the special effects are not amazing, but I think for the time they're very good and they have a lot of cool practical effects that I think maybe make up for like the really bad ones like the whole scene when like the cab falls into the street in the sinkhole that was pretty impressive I thought. I think even, like, the library opening with, like, all the library cards, like, or, like, yeah, like, flying out of the shelves. Yeah, I do remember, I do remember, like, really thinking, like, oh, how did they do that? And I thought the library ghost, specifically the old lady ghost, wasn't that bad of an effect. Um, Agreed. So, I'm, like, I just don't think, yeah, I just don't, I don't think the special effects should be taking away a lot of points if that is what your approach was great i think maybe like one point should be detracted for special effects because yeah they don't age well this was made in 1984 but i don't think they were like so bad that it took me out of the movie um and yeah again the politics again not great but i don't think it is that bad slash detracting from enjoying the movie personally yeah, I don't think you should uh, slam Hold Up because of special effects so much as you should slam it for um, how not funny Bill Murray is in context. <laughs> in, yeah. in hindsight, yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's Allegra, all I what are your scores? I bump. So it, it really, out of all of my scores Start added up top. together, I'm only adding like one more point. Hey, but, man, like, I need every point I can fucking get. So I'm keeping nostalgia <laughs> to five. I'm keeping. Let's shit. go back and okay. forth. Nostalgia. 
Five for Allegra. Five. five for Gray. Okay. Sit through. I'm keeping at a seven. Keeping mine at a five. Okay. I bumped my children up to six. Okay. Keeping mine at an eight. Honestly, I might even bump up children to a seven. Okay. I'm deeply scarred because I never, ever in my entire life ever <laughs> want to think about Dan Aykroyd's penis ever. <laughs> but That's fair. <laughs> um, you've swayed me with your arguments about everything else not being that bad. Uh, followability, I'm keeping it a five. I was still kind of hard to follow. <laughs> okay. Um, hey. Follow, I'm keeping at a seven. Okay. I guess and then we- hold up, I bumped to a six. Okay. Oh, hold up, I, bu- I like- decreased to a seven. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's not that bad. That's <laughs> not that bad. Because right, this movie is uh, not that it's bad. Not that bad. <laughs> I do genuinely think that the people who grew up on this movie, like the people who were alive when Ghostbusters was in the zeitgeist, love this movie so much. And I am like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, yeah. sorry about it. It's But I recognize that nostalgia. it was a big deal. It when was it, a big deal. When it was new. Like, like, our parents love it. Listen, Gen Z hates the Beatles, and I am very neutral towards Ghostbusters. (laughs) It's so 80s, you guys. Like, come on. It's just, look at it. (laughs) I'm not arguing with you. Do you want any bonus points? Yeah, bonus points, baby. Allegra. The song was very catchy. I remember as a kid, I would rewatch the parts of the movies that had the song in it because I wanted to <laughs> listen to it again, and this was pre-internet. Amazing. For the most part. So, bonus point for the um, song. Yeah, bonus points for the song. Bonus point for the song. I'll give a bonus point to Sigourney Weaver. Okay, yeah. She's great in this. For just existing. Yeah. We really didn't um, talk so about with her that, that much, but she was incredible. The queen of sci-fi. Yeah. Her, like, possessed face, With- very good. Yeah. <laughs> very believable. There is no Dana, only Sue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So final score with the two added bonus points comes to a 64. Are you kidding me? That feels so low. Okay. It does feel a bit low. It's You can blame Bill Murray. <laughs> God damn it, Bill Murray. Yeah, blame Bill Murray. Ooh, my game. Ooh. Oh, wait. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Um, Let's see here. When Lewis Tolley with his party guests commenting on the price of the salmon and so on, the scene is one continuous shot and entirely improvised. Ooh. Um, <laughs> That's fun. So it was the highest grossing comedy of all time until 1990. Oh, wow. for home, Sorry, until Home Alone, which came out in 1990. Um and, yeah, the role of Dr. Peter Vinkman was originally written for John Belushi. Um, he died as Dan Aykroyd was writing the script. Um, and I get to get the hat. Yeah, it's baby. Been, like, oh. months. Well, have we, have we talked about how Dan Aykroyd, the human man, genuinely believes ghosts are real, which is why part of why he wrote yeah, this movie? Yeah, I do know that. Cool. I hear his vodka is actually okay. Oh, interesting. Like, as far as celebrity liquor goes. I don't know. People have strong... People should email us. Did, we... Did anyone ever send us any pre-watch had notes? No, it's, no it's... one sent us any. Yeah, I I watched I watched Dan, a Dan Aykroyd on Joe Rogan, like, four years ago, oh, back boy. when I was like, oh, everyone's talking about this podcast. Like, I'll take a listen. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So this was, this was pre-problematic. Yeah. 
back when Joe Rogan was just douchey and bro It's the one in the skull. And I was like, oh, God, oh. Dan Aykroyd's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Um, But anyways, okay, so I'm pretty sure we only have three movies left. No, we have, like, five. Because we have... I don't think so. Yeah, we do. Here, I can I can pull it up right now. Jungle to Jungle, Lil Giants. Uh, yeah, we have Bring It On, Bring it on. Jungle to Jungle, Clock Stoppers, Little Giants, Little Rascals. We have five left. I thought we only have November. Okay, but we also have an extra week in October because we're only doing three spooky movies, and then we have like an extra okay. little week. So yeah, we have all right five more. So is this for Allegra's movie? Yes. Okay. Here's the hat. I'm not looking at it. Don't be bring it on. Be bring it on. Be bring it on. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's a clock. Jungle to jungle. Oh! You reap what you sow, bitch. No! You pick this movie. No! I'm kind of excited to revisit, though. Hey, man, Martin Short's in this movie. It's I bet true. you he is going to be a bright spot. I bet you we, Holland <laughs> yeah, and I will love Martin you Short. You know who else is in this movie? Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> no! <laughs> you know what? I bet this doesn't age well. You're the one who's been like, Jungle the Jungle's not going to be bad, and I'm like, Jungle the Jungle. I don't think jungle. I said that. I, I think I said you it's keep... not going to be one of the worst ones. Yes. You are, you keep thinking that no, I no, no, and when I say when, you keep thinking that go ahead and keep thinking and what I what I mean by that though I'm not saying it might be one of the worst scores but I think it's gonna be maybe similar to Aragon in that it's gonna be an entertainingly terrible watch you know what I mean I there better be some I I, I think. I'm going to have, I think it's going to be fun for me because it's not my movie and it's going to be bad, but it's going to be funny. So bad it's good type of thing. Gray, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. You know what? I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> I would have like, clock stoppers. I would have done. can't fucking wait. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. Um, I also, I also, uh want to know what our score like where we are in the in the leaderboards right now in the rankings we're not like well i'm like a movie up now which also so, is bad because i'm still losing but um you're 17 points ahead of me right now yeah but... what if, if i only get 17 <laughs> points next week i got a chance it. you're in it to the not losing honestly even if you get like 20 something points that i'm in sniffing distance it's so Sucks. I'll tell you where I'm at, where we're all at right now. But just keep in mind, that I have a movie ahead, although that barely makes a difference. <laughs> I'm so um, pissed at Gray's non-movie score right now. Like, God, not, oh. Gray is so, like killing us, destroying um, us. Which is why I suspect you keep getting you, you keep don't you cheating. Don't, you're you're not, the one with the hat. Gray consistently doesn't get extra points in our polls on Instagram, and I think it's because you're beating us so badly because you didn't get an extra you point for Nightmare Banking Before Christmas. our asses right now. Um. So anyway, all that. I'm the only one. Hey, I'm the only one who's on, who's not gotten extra points. You've gotten them before, haven't you? 
I've gotten one twice. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm the only one who has ever not gotten an extra point. I mean, I didn't get an extra point for Inspector Gadget. Which makes me feel justified. So, so Holland, you you didn't get one for Inspector Gadget. Allegra didn't get one for Passport to Paris. And those are your only zeros from the fans. Every other one, I didn't get one for Chuck and Larry. I didn't get one for Brandy Cinderella. But I'm I didn't seeing... get one well, for Austin Powers. I'm current... not finished. I didn't get one for Airbud. I didn't get one for Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, you're, I didn't get one for Napoleon Holiday Dynamite. in the Sun. Gray, wait till Han reads these scores. Right? Let's Han. Yeah. Scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. Let's look at the. You'll see why. Because I have 877 points. Allegra has 860, and she still has a movie in this round ago. And you have 919 points. <laughs> you're like. That's not that you're much. You're like 60 points ahead of Allegra. <laughs> well, Jung- let's hope that. Jungle to Jungle is not going to get as much as Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters just got 64 points. I do not think. I jungle really, to jungle. I really needed like gonna, twenty more hey, points. Jungle today. to jungle might be super appropriate for children. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Fucking better be. It better be. And maybe it's really. Fo- maybe it's really followable. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Tim Allen's fucking illegitimate jungle child is gonna be really easy to follow. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, I'm kind of I'm excited to watch it. It's gonna Fuck. be me too. Shit. I'm kind of excited to watch it too. <laughs> you guys get in a good mood when you know I'm gonna get fucked. Also, that means that <laughs> it doesn't have to go onto my score, and I that's one step closer. Honestly, I think the best movie left is maybe Little Giants in terms of like potential or scores. B- I hope I get Bring It On, so you guys have to def- uh, you guys have to judge yeah. it. If Greg gets Bring It On, Holland, it's all over. Like, there's not enough Vince Vaughn Christmas movies in the world. The to only saving grace lead. of Bring It On <laughs> is that I know the holdup score probably won't be amazing in some ways, but not all. I mean, it's still gonna be pretty good. But the appropriate for children score is not gonna be great for Bring It On. But... It's not gonna get in the '90s, but like no, but Gray has a good chance. Like my sit through ability. Well, then I'll take and Little Giants. My sit through ability and my nostalgia for Bring It On are going to probably be tens. So, yeah. Spoiler. Oh, hey. <laughs> so, since Jungle to Jungle got picked, the only movies left are Holland's picks. Oh, they're all mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I want uh, I want Allegra to get Clock Stoppers. I don't think Clock Stoppers is going to be that bad. I think Jungle to Jungle will be worse than Clock Stoppers. I guess we'll see. I hope Gray okay. gets Clock Stoppers. I um, don't. I here's how I see it playing out. <laughs> um, I'm going to get because... motherfucking Clock Stoppers because this is how the universe has been treating me this year. <laughs> no, no. Here's what's going to happen: is it's going to go. I'll probably get Little Giants. You prick. And then Holland will get Bring It On. And then Allegra will get Little Rascals. <laughs> and then I will end it with, with fucking Clock Stoppers. That's what I think is going to happen. Wait, wait, we'll see. <laughs> well, and then we'll have Christmas. Um, that's how we're actually ending the year. But Jeez. that's how we're ending our uh, master list year, I guess. 
I feel exhausted Yeah, and then the already. Christmas movies, it's really going to be a gauntlet. It's going to be a fucking minefield. <laughs> it's going to be a, like, Holland, me and Holland being neck and neck, being like, I don't... throw it to the wind! And, like, stinker, stinker, stinker. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we, blew, we shouldn't have done Jack Frost. We should have saved it for this year. <laughs> I think there are plenty. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Um, but anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Who had to defend Jack Frost <laughs> last year? Wasn't it me? I think it was Allegra. I vote. Oh, it, it was Allegra. I already. I had to defend Fred Claus. <laughs> hey man, we all had to watch it, which, which was punishment enough. <laughs> it was somehow Dude, worse than is... four Christmases. That movie. <laughs> hey, four Christmases scored higher than Jack Frost and Fred yeah, Frost. that's why yeah. I like. I, it was I like, just said it was somehow, somehow worse. worse than four Christmases. Oh, I didn't hear that part. This child's a gift to all of us. We had such a Vince Vaughn Christmas last. I never <laughs> want to have another fucking Vince Vaughn themed Christmas ever again. <laughs> I'd rather do. Well, I guess I got to tell. I guess I gotta tell Dad to scrap the plans for Christmas at his house this year. I'd rather do t- Santa Claus two and three than fucking four Christmases and Fred Claus again. Oh my goodness. Okay, we gotta have the Santa Claus on the list this year. Um, we gotta talk about Bernard. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's all we have for today. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Latchkey Sibs. Also, make sure to check our Instagram every single Friday so you can vote on whether you want to give us an extra point or not uh, for the movie of the week. Please send us your pre-watch notes for any of our remaining movies. I'll say them again. It's Bring It On, Clockstoppers, Little Giants, Little Rascals, and Jungle the Jungle. Why not? Or any Christmas movie suggestions that we might be able to draft in the future. We'd love to hear any and all thoughts from you guys. Um, you can also email those thoughts to us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. Um, next week is Jungle to Jungle. And until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Freedom no go.